Hello and welcome to the Mile High Hockey Lab. My name is Adrian Hernandez. I am your host. I am here today with Evan, Ezra, Jacob, and Jackie of MileHighHockey.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to the broadcast tonight. Um, it's a little bit different than our typical typical Friday weekly broadcast, so thanks for tuning in in the evening. We figured we might as well get one out of the way since there has been some um, pertinent avalanche-related news kind of over the last few days. So while we have you here, please uh, subscribe and like if you are watching on YouTube and subscribe to your preferred listening platform. As you can see, I've got a few different selections on the screen here if depending on what you prefer so head on over there and subscribe so first things first i just want to get into it and talk a little bit about a, a person who will long be revered as an avalanche legend someone who will be synonymous with the colorado avalanche name uh, long into the history books the passing of peter McNabb. and i'll start with you evan maybe you can just talk a little bit about what peter meant to you and um, just kind of give your thoughts yeah um obviously super heartbreaking super unfortunate um you know i think it's appropriate to say f cancer at this point for sure you know um you know i'm only 21 years old i haven't been around the entire avalanche existence like he has been um and there is there is no colorado avalanche without peter McNabb. um and it's it's going to be hard for everybody and you know he made us all feel like a friend um you know, through our TV screens. So he'll be dearly missed. And, you know, we all pay our respects. Um, hope Mark Mosier, Kyle Keefe, everybody in the KSE Altitude family, you know, is doing well and is able to support one another through these hard times. Yeah. And thank you for that, Evan. And I think you did a really good job of kind of summing up kind of the fan perspective of the situation in your recent article uh, titled Celebrating the Life of Peter McNabb. So thank you for your work on that and for putting kind of some of the feelings into words. I think, you know, the way I'd put it is the guy kind of taught, my, at least my generation, the sport of hockey because I didn't wasn't exposed to it until the avalanche, until his broadcast came along. So in a lot of ways, he taught me the game. So, you know, he will be dearly missed. And I think Mosier said it really well on the morning show Um on Monday and not to be too graphic, but these are Mosier's words, not mine. He said, I think my friend would punch me in the nuts repeatedly if I spent the next few days just talking about him and not the Colorado avalanche. So I thought that was pretty funny. So with that said, I think we'll move on to the other news, which is the injury related news with the Colorado avalanche. We've gotten word that, Nachushkin's out for an extended period of time, likely or is going to need surgery. Byram is out with a lower body injury. And Sam Girard is as well, both day to day, I believe, is the listing they were given. And Ezra, we'll start with you. Tell me kind of what's your initial reaction to that and how do you think the lineup will alter as a result? Yeah, I mean, it's a shame to see that Val's going to need surgery because, you know, he was off to such a great start. He, had, he This season seemed to be one of those uh seemed to be a season where he was proving his contract right away which is which is fantastic and now he's got a little setback but but he'll be back and and the forward group as much as we've complained about depth I mean in Columbus we saw a count step up and 
the fourth line guys were getting enough done that it it could be okay on the forward yeah. side. Defensively, I don't know what they do without both Byram and Gerard. I, I mean, are we going to see McDonald and McDermott play 15 minutes a night? I it's it's dicey, I, and there's nobody to call up either. So I I don't really know. That's 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 scary. And they left themselves thin on defense going into the season, knowing something like this could happen. But so hopefully Sackick has, uh, excuse me, McFarland and Sackick have something in mind for for what to do in this situation, since they probably should have predicted something happening like this. But uh, uh, man, I, I'm not excited to see a lineup with both those guys getting 15 minutes a night. Yeah, and Jacob, can you expand on that maybe a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you know, not to toot my own horn a little bit, but in the season preview, the roundtable that we had, I said my chief concern was what happens if there's multiple injuries to the defensive core? They had depth where they could sustain one, but, you know, as soon as, say, Bo Byron and Sam Gerrard are out, like, what happens? Yeah, Curtis McDermott plays 15 minutes a night, and so... Not ideal. Yeah, the thing... Yes. I mean, the thing that I've, I've always kind of suspected is that the, that extra bit of cap space they've been holding back for, you know, kind of insurance purposes, if something like this were to happen. And so, you know, I, it's hard to look anywhere on the avalanche roster and see like a, a real answer to this, you know, this problem right now. And so I, I think the question is what even is available on the trade market this early in the season? Cause there's so many teams that, you know, come February, maybe they're, they're interested in dealing, but right now, you know, they still have hope for their season. They're, they're not going to unload their veterans. Right. Exactly. It's way too early for, for any of that to kind of happen. And Ezra mentioned that we could see McDonald get a little more time jackie maybe you can tell us who maybe we're not kind of expecting from the ahl who might make an appearance um and maybe what you expect from mcdonald oh gosh um i agree there is a ton to call up i guess uh brad hunt would be my bet yeah if (laughs) if they're gonna call anybody uh he's more of an offensive guy he did spend i believe the whole season last year in Vancouver. So he is NHL seasoned. He could probably do okay there, but um, I completely other than, <laughs> other than that, it's England and Middleton who are both the big stay at home, slow type. I, I think we, we've seen enough of them. So um, I think it also depends on how long Gerard's out because they did call him day to day and he is a fast healer. So if it is just going to be say a game or two, I could see them try to patch through the rest of the week, just use McDonald and McDermott and try to get through it that way. But I'm not a huge fan of that idea either. It it doesn't seem very viable to play both of them at defense. So um, yeah, it's a tough spot. It's tricky. (laughs) Do you think if do, do, they do, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. I was just going to say if they do go get somebody, probably Jack Johnson, I think Chicago could let him go, but I think it's way too early for that. They're going to try to get through this. Yeah, I Avalanche th- fans rejoice. Jack Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's Jackie's bold prediction for the day. I don't know. Maybe you should double down <laughs> on that one cuz you've been absolutely on fire. You had the new hook goal and then you had the count point. So, I mean, at this rate guys yeah. at this rate guys should be shooting you a message and saying hey Jackie please pick me in the bold prediction so that I score because you've been you've been awesome and and while we're on the subject do you got any more bold predictions this week for us Oh gosh 
Um, Gerard will be back sooner than people expect. I like that. That's my bold prediction. I like that. He might miss one, but I'll say he'll be back by the weekend. That's my bold prediction. We'll try to get through that injury at least. I hope so because I think like Jacob said, I don't know that they can afford to to lose another piece on that back end. And Evan, I think maybe you can talk a little bit about this, but – Bowen Byram is also on this list of players. It's fortunate that it's not an upper body injury. I think everybody was excited and pleased, as weird as that sounds, to see that it was an LBI. Um, But it's also a lower body and has been a day-to-day lower body injury for Nachushkin. And that seems to have progressed backwards. Um, What do you think, and from your point of view, what happened there? How come it kind of seemed like he was going to come back? He made the trip, and then now this. You know, I think tra- traveling overseas maybe played a part in it. Like, you know, you're sitting in a plane for an eight-hour flight, you know, both ways to and from Finland. Maybe there was something that aggravated him there. Um, and, you know, maybe that could be the case for Byram on the flight back to Denver from from Finland. But, you know, I think it's just a lot of speculation that, right. you know, we're not going to know because we don't we don't exactly know it. So, you know, whether or not, Gosh, I mean, we I can't believe this still to this day. And I tweeted it on my hockey account that Jacob McDonald was on the second power play unit. And if you'd told someone that last year, holy cow. Right. So, you know, I think I think to kind of go back to the the talking point of, you know, who's gonna fill in. Um, I actually have a piece about it coming out tomorrow, hint hint if you guys are listening live. <laughs> um and where yeah, Brad Hunt will probably come up. I completely, I also completely forgot about him, Ezra, and I was at the Eagles game on Saturday, so I feel that. <laughs> and then, but, you know, I, I don't think that they can play both McDonald and McDermott in in defense. I just don't think that would work. Uh, I would much rather see McDermott at forward than I would a defense. So, okay. so I think that they would push McDermott forward onto that fourth line and then have some combination of, Eric Johnson and Brad Hunt and McDonald. Right. You know, it's just going to be chaos for at least Mm -hmm. the next little while. So we'll see. And just hopefully, you know, knock on wood, no more injuries happen because this team is already razor thin. So, yeah. And you're on, I think you have to be on to something with the Nachushkin having a setback because there's no way he makes the trip. And if you're going to have surgery, there's no way he didn't have it a month ago if that was the plan. You know what I mean? Because, or even a week ago. Um, so I, it, it sounds to me like something happened a little bit there, um, which is kind of concerning considering we just signed him to a contract. Um, you never want to see a recent signee get hurt for an extended period of time, let alone have surgery. Ezra, how do you think his loss in particular will affect uh, the scoring production in particular for the Avalanche? Well, uh, just to touch on what you were saying about the injury and the contract. I mean, we just saw this with Landis Cog too. So it's a two, two big long contracts for big, big players who play a heavy game. It is scary. It's, uh, yeah, but, but hopefully the both guys recover nicely and, and, you know, can move forward with the rest of their careers. But for this season, yeah, I mean, uh, while he's out scoring should probably take a hit. Although we also saw in Columbus, wasn't what much a of a problem. Deal. Nathan yeah. McKinnon set a record for yeah. most, you know, <laughs> set the the record for the most uh, points by a player uh, uh, outside North America, uh, which I guess, you know, 
having played enough games outside North America, <laughs> he has a bit of advantage on that. But still, you know, it's, he put up points. So, you know, it, it'll be it'll be uh, necessary for guys like Cout to keep scoring. Got a new hook too. Um, the the two of them are probably going to play together and, and hopefully put up some points. Um, if they don't, then yeah, we could be in for a dry spell. Yeah, I think at this rate, and Jackie. I think you'll be excited about this. I don't think they have a choice but to play Alex Newhook an extended amount of minutes now. So that's true. Uh, we're <laughs> gonna get a look at him, I think, in, in in a capacity further than we might have expected had things been different. And you know, Jacob, you mentioned the defensive depth being an issue, and now kind of we're talking about the offensive depth. So it's clear that this injury problem is hitting both sides of the Avalanche lineup. Which one to you do you think is more more effective? I or I should say, which one is more impacted? Which and I think you already led led to that, which is defense, and maybe you can expand on why. Yeah, I mean, I guess like the defense, the question is whether or not Curtis McDermott is playing defense back there because like if Curtis McDermott is at forward, then I think that you know you could say maybe they piece together a game but like anytime mcdermott plays heavy minutes there's like at least one goal that you just kind of shake your head like there's oh no boy. reason yeah, an oh boy that. <laughs> no matter where he is in the lineup he's not playing defense i know right? <laughs> and so like you know a lot of it i think you brought up a good point with new hook it's going to come down to guys like that can guys like new hook step up you know or these are kind of the moments where you need superstars. You know, these are the moments where you need right. McCarr and McKinnon to, to post, you know, four point nights and just, and just kind of drag the scoring up with them. And so I think that whether it's more impactful to the defense or offense is kind of going to depend on, on a select few guys, you know, the superstars like McKinnon and McCarr, and then those secondary types who need to step up like, like new hook and kind of where, you know, people don't step up or do step up. That's where they're going to need to look for reinforcements. Yeah, you're right. They're going to need pretty much a, grade a performance from their superstars night in and night out with this roster and they're going to need some solid coaching and strategic strategery as i like to say um and jackie last week we talked a little bit about kind of what it felt like bednar was experiencing in the moment with the lineup obviously this situation is probably gonna make that a little bit more turbulent do you think this is finally, Jackie, what gets him to settle into a lineup, or are we going to see even more craziness? Well, this is my concern, because I felt like before this, there really wasn't injury trouble. Right. I mean, of course they missed Landeskog, but this was something that started from day one, and now we're into the season providing injuries, and so um, that's a really good question. I think Hopefully, if Cout stays with Newhook and Rodriguez and that continues to be a good line, that will go pretty far into help solidifying the lineup. But then I fear the fourth line is still just going to be a big jumble again. Yeah, We'll see. They might <clears throat> excuse me, have to um, bring up even another forward if it's Anton Bleed. That's probably my guess. I don't think Benner can deal with another young player right now. So... Um, <laughs> you know, what are they going to do with that fourth line? It's probably just going to be the same thing where they hardly see any minutes, but as long as he can stick to solidifying that second line, I'll probably take it. But I, I do think it's just going to get even crazier, which like I said, this was my concern because I didn't think it should have been that dire before this. And and now it's going to be even more challenging. Yeah. Now it, now it's like, there's really nothing to hold on to 
because no chemistry has been formulated between a lot of these guys because the lines are so fresh. Other than like the top six, which I think is kind of getting used to each other in some form, um, but not anymore because Nachushkin is now gone. So, you know, I and I think Jacob's going to have to leave us soon. So I'll ask you one more thing, Jacob, before before you adios. Is is there? You said there's a, a little extra cap space that you think that they might weaponize, but that it might not be the time. In the event that it is the time, other than Jack Johnson, who else do you think that the Avalanche might pick up? I mean, it's it's difficult I, I, without a cap table in front of me. But you know, somebody like guys at the deadline last year that I was thinking about, you know, Justin Braun. Obviously, that's my, my UMass right. uh, coming in there. But I think a, a guy like that would be a, re- a really good fit. Someone who can skate a little bit. Um, I think that, that that would be the key of any acquisition is that it, it, it can't be a statue. If they're a stay-at-home defenseman, that's that's fine, but they've, they've got to be at least be able to to skate and play within this this system because you know, as a guy like Curtis McDermott shows that if you can't skate and play the system, like real bad things can happen. Yep. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on yeah. with us just for the short yeah. time you yeah. did and yeah. giving us your nugget of information. And yeah. I think I think Jacob's right. Like cheers, brother. Having having uh McDermott on there for too many minutes pretty much the longer he's on the ice as a defender the more likely you are to lose that game and <laughs> and i think if you look at analytics like if you went and looked at a j fresh uh war i'm sure that that would back me up um so it's definitely not the solution and i think that that although it's not late in the season um and teams aren't desperate to get rid of players that they can't really afford I don't think that that's true for every team. Um, I think there are teams right now that are desperate, despite how early it is, um, to reframe, you know, namely like the Chicago Blackhawks, um, other teams who are kind of in the bottom of the barrel. Even if things get worse, the St. Louis Blues might be a team that would have some players primed for the picking. Um, And maybe, Evan, you can expand on that. Do you think that there's some way – first of all, how entertaining is it what's happening in St. Louis? Sorry, I had to do it. And two, <laughs> if in the event that they really don't have a good season and they're not competitors, I've seen people throw out the name Ryan O'Reilly like a return. I don't even understand how that would make sense cap-wise. But is there anybody on that lineup that you could see making a fit in Colorado? Well, first off, you're you're right. It is very entertaining. Um, <laughs> you know, things that things that you love to see, at least from an avalanche perspective. Right. Um, the Ryan the Ryan O'Reilly piece um, is interesting because I mean, the name has been floating around Twitter. You know, within the Avs community, and of course, you know, Avs the Avs community, Avs Twitter. We have a good time over there, and we and you know, speculate and all that stuff. But I honestly feel like a reunion with Ryan O'Reilly could be possible. With that being said. I think it would only be a rental yeah. for like the rest of the year, because then if you try and resign him after that, then There's God no, knows yeah. cap hell. So, and I, you know, I kind of think it's, it's, it, it could be a possibility because of Ryan O'Reilly's status. He's a UFA at the end of this year um, with the blues. So um, I don't remember exactly what his cap hit is. Um, Seven. Yes, yeah, a little bit over seven. Yeah, which is a yeah, lot. So, you know, too too much, right? right. And you know, un, under the presumption that that Eric Johnson is going to retire at, at the end of this year, you know, his six million dollars is going to go to the 
going to go to the new Nathan McKinnon contract that's going in next year. Um, so it would really only be for maybe like this spring. Right. And that would kind of be it. Um, and of course, some salary would have to be retained as well. So, and they would you have know, to it's keep a, it's nuking. a long shot. They would have to keep nuking and too, that too. Yeah. If people remember when they won the cup, I think like 20 games in, they were in dead last in the mm-hmm. NHL. And then Bennington back when he didn't used to poop his pants every night, I was going to say, just, just play Bennington now, just play him now every, every single game. And that will, that will do the trick. The abs play the blues on Monday, right? Correct. That should be pretty interesting. Maybe we should talk a little bit about that. Ezra, what do you think? I think, I know we got Nashville on Thursday, Mm -hmm. Nashville Mm -hmm. on Thursday and the blues on Monday Two to me, pretty big matchups of the two. Which one are you more excited for? Probably blues Ezra. I mean, the Blues are the better rivalry, but I just think Nashville's the better team. Okay. I think that'll that's going to be a more fun game. I Same. think, uh, like, the the Blues, uh, if Bennington keeps playing like this, we're going to stomp them. Yeah. Nachushkin, Byron, <laughs> Gerard, not was like, doesn't matter. Uh, I'm not worried about the this version of the Blues right now. That that defense is porous, and the goaltender's even worse. So, um, but I I I don't. I'm surprised to see Nashville getting off to such a poor start. I really Same. I really liked bringing in uh, McDonough. I thought they were going to strengthen that defense. And with Soros back there, you know, it seemed like a team that was poised to not give up a lot of goals, maybe not score that many, but not give up a lot of goals either. And it has not been the case. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting them to turn it around. I hope it's not uh, against us. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I thought like building off of what they had last year and the additions they made in the off season, that they should probably get a little bit better from already being pretty decent. I think they surprised yeah. a lot of the league last year and just how good they were. Um, and then obviously ran into the champs. So that's, there's nothing <laughs> you can do about running into the champs. You know, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Uh, Jackie, you know, I wonder if, this blues rivalry has lost a little bit of pizzazz with both Perron and Kadri playing for different teams. Do you think that's the case? Uh, not so much. I think the teams don't like each other. So, okay. you know, it doesn't really matter on the personnel. That's good <clears throat> and news. For, <laughs> um, if I was going to get anybody from the blues to uh, as a rental, I would pick Tarasenko. I don't think Ooh. O'Reilly's coming back. The Avs hold grudges. It's not yeah. happening. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's um, – yeah. But as far as the matchup, I actually don't like Nashville that much. I've seen them like four times this year. They're just not that good. I don't think they're that well coached. And then once the shooting percentage has normalized for some of these guys, they're just not that threatening offensively. So I'm not going to call it an easy game because who knows what the Avs will be rolling out. But <laughs> – um, I, I think they're only kind of average in this division. Um, the game I'm actually looking forward to the most is on Saturday against the hurricanes. Oh, That's yeah. going to be, yeah. I mean, that would have been a good test if the abs were bringing anything close to their full team to the table there. So that could be a tricky matchup, but, um, Carolina is a good team and they play really a different style than the abs. So um, and then we're going to play them next week too in Carolina. So it, that should it'll be, be a the, shame that we don't. That should be the get last. To see a real two. good matchup. That should be the last of two, yeah. right? So they'll get them out of the way. Yeah. Which it'll likely be amped up as like a Stanley Cup, possible Stanley Cup final preview too. 
Um, just don't tell him about our five injuries. I, I know, right? <laughs> Which I guarantee you the talk will just be about McKinnon and McCarr anyway. So they'll they'll probably glance over pregame like, oh, and by the way, Curtis McDermott is playing tonight. <laughs> and it's going to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I think that's a good point, Jackie. Like that might be the best game coming up in terms of like, a barometer but it's just so soiled by the 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 status of the avalanche roster right now that being said though if the avalanche are able to sneak out a win especially against two division rivals and then you know a possible stanley cup contender that should go a long way towards their confidence no matter who's in the lineup so i think even though it's kind of a trying time for the Avalanche, it's also a huge opportunity for them to grow really confident and confident inside their depth so that when guys do start to come back, when guys get called upon in the event of more injuries, there will be something to some foundation to fall back on. Ezra, do you think that this should be viewed as an opportunity or do you think that it's something that uh, will kind of take a bite out of the Avalanche's regular season success? Oh, I think you got to view it as an opportunity. This is a chance for for guys who don't usually get as many minutes as they they're going to get in these upcoming games to prove themselves, prove they belong, prove they fit. And uh, if you're not if you're if you're a, a professional athlete and you're not looking at that as an opportunity, something's wrong, right. you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, as far as the team goes, not just the individuals. Yeah, absolutely, it's an opportunity. Let's let's uh, let's prove that uh, you know these games in Columbus weren't a fluke, and this team is back to some extent. But real quick, I, I have a, a question I want to ask all of you, okay? Because uh, I was doing a little research while we were talking about Nashville and St. Louis. Who do you think has been uh, Roman Yossi's defense partner? Uh, they have an Avalanche connection. That's why it's interesting. But uh, just Mark, just give Mark me a- Barbario. Mark Barbario, good, good guess. Wow, um, no, Jackie? was it Jordan Gross? It is Jordan Gross. Oh Jordan Gross gosh. is their top pairing defenseman right <laughs> now. Oh my right goodness! Now. Holy That's cow! Not ideal. I know he was just called up. I I'm not sure who it was before. Are they still scratching Fabro or uh, Fabro's back me, in that, the lineup? It's that uh, was strange. Wow. Yeah, I'm not sure who it was before either, but. That's who they've got on the list right now. That is Mark Fabrio still on the Predators? Did I get that? No. Oh, he's no, not. I, I think he's playing in Europe, uh, Switzerland, yeah. maybe. Uh, yeah, something I think like he that. is in, in the Swiss leagues because I think that's where he went, I think, a couple years ago. So Yeah. Oh, geez. I'm way behind was that on the time. Decent <laughs> guess, though. was a decent guess. That's, yeah, you were in the right yeah. realm. Sort <laughs> <NHL> of. Offensive <laughs> defenseman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's wild, though. It goes to show that kind of like the Predators – Maybe that's their issue is the back end because you mentioned that like their shooting percentage is bound to like even off, which I think is bound to happen with a team like there where most of their scoring skill ha- have like sniper type shooters like Duchesne mm-hmm. and Forsberg love to hit the posts or score. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. sometimes they're scoring every single one of them. And then the other times they're posting out we've seen that from Matt Duchesne ourselves as Avalanche fans time and time again so I agree with that I think that they are bound to level off and Jackie's not impressed with them at least as impressed as maybe she was in the playoffs which then again were they that impressive in the playoffs getting swept by the Avs (laughs) (laughs) Um, so 
Just to backtrack a little bit, though, uh, we talked a little bit about bold predictions. Jackie, you gave kind of an impromptu one. I'll give you another crack at it so you have a little more time to think on it this time. But, Evan, we'll start with you. Let's do bold prediction. I think this is your third bold prediction of, of the cast. I believe, I believe it is, Number two. three. Um, bold prediction. Call me crazy. I think Curtis McDermott scores a goal in one of these next three games. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's how it works, right? Like, it's always how it works. No, it's the like, guy you don't want here. or you don't expect to score always. I'll back it up a little bit because he wasn't terrible in Finland these last two games. He wasn't terrible. I didn't notice him being terribly, like, off with the rest of the team. I think he did have a good chance, too, that just went missing or was saved by Merz Lincoln's if I'm not mistaken. Is his, yeah, is he, his he birthday was, uh, coming up? chance in the slot. It was, yeah. If, he drove the net nice. It was, that's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah, you're you're on it, Ezra. So, you know, call me crazy. That's how I'm backing it up. <laughs> all right, crazy. But if it's his birthday, you might not be crazy at all because he likes to score birthday goals. Um, let's ask you now, Ezra. I think this is probably your third bold prediction as well. So bold prediction so. number three. My last one was that Martin Kaut would get more than ten minutes in in uh, in Finland. So I was right about that. Nice. Um, I think um, I'm gonna go with uh, Arturi Lekkinen scores points in all three games this week. Nice. I like that, and that would be really big for the Avalanche. It would start mm-hmm. to kind of like make management look really smart again. Um, <laughs> that'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. Absolutely. All right, Jackie. Now you've had time. Let's give you another shot at it. Your bold prediction this week. Well, I'm not even sure he's going to come back. First of all, it's Maltsev, and he hasn't scored a point for the Avs ever. At, ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So would this be the time that he gets his first point on a Dryden Hunt goal? Okay. So now mm. this might be the boldest of bold predictions. And if it's true, I swear, if you didn't buy a lottery <laughs> ticket, I'm going to lose my mind. That is so awesome. You, yeah. say you didn't get the Powerball ticket, I was going to say, so. I, you guys are all here. My husband did. Does that count? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> cool. Powerball. Does that count? Heck yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I can tell none of us here won the jackpot because we all showed up today. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, but... Also, also McDermott's birthday is in March. Oh, so, so dang. Is it yeah. like his half birthday or anything like that? We'll have to look into it. March March 25th oh, was nope. his birthday. Uh, not quite. Yeah, oh. not quite. Maybe his next goal will be for the Eagles. There you go. That would be. <laughs> would the Avs do it? Would they no, admit he's... defeat and have to get a real defenseman if depth gets strained too much? Yeah. What will it take? Right. That's the question. Is like, what is it going to take? Is he on a two? He's not on a two way, right? No, no. But they can no. reassign him. I think they you just can... have to go on. Waivers. I think the bury limit's high enough that they can. You can bury a full million now. Gotcha. So they can waive him and send him down. I just, I think they might have to kind of. Isn't it crazy that he would probably get picked up if he hit waivers? He probably would. I could see that. They talk so much about him as a locker room presence. uh, Unless they like had too many guys who needed to be in the lineup, which is not the case right now. I don't think they have a reason to drop him. If he went on waivers, John Tortorella would be licking his (laughs) lips in Philly. Oh man, he'd be getting 20 minutes a night. Torts, finally, I've been waiting. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 
All right, guys and gal, thank you so much for coming on with me tonight. It was a pleasure talking Colorado Avalanche with you. And um, if you're listening on our live stream, thank you so much for listening on YouTube. Be sure to hit that like and that subscribe button. Go follow us on Twitter at Mile High Hockey and at MHH underscore lab. You can find us all on Twitter as well. And you can find this podcast on Megaphone, Apple, Spotify, and Audible, and many more. My name is Adrian Hernandez. I'm here with Evan, Ezra, and Jackie. We had Jacob on a little bit earlier. Good night, and we will talk again next week, and we will see about those bold predictions. Thank you guys for coming on. <laughs> Mile High Hockey Lab. Thank you. Mile High Hockey Lab. Be loud. Be loud. Be loud. Be loud.